Hello and welcome to Plusliga Highlights. This is a unique podcast focusing entirely on Plusliga, that is Poland's Men's Volleyball League, bringing you the very gist of the latest court events coming to you wherever you are, straight from Warsaw, Poland. I am Mogo. This is the very first episode of the podcast as the new season finally begins in Poland and I hope you enjoy it. It is finally upon us. The day has come. After never-ending national team shenanigans this summer, the fans are finally welcome to resume their jobs as club supporters. The World Champions League, as it is often referred to in Poland, is finally here. After two weeks of trepidation, impatience and itch following the last game of the CEV European Championships, the clubs are back in the court, unveiling new names, new kits, new lineups, coaches and faces that will either come to hate or love the season. The season 21-22 officially began in Lublin. This was a very nice stage for this league's opener, as some 4,000 Lublin fans have come to the arena to witness the very first game of their team in Plus Liga. Traditionally, last year's champion, in this case Astrembia, breaks the season by playing the rookie, in this case Luke Lublin. Things were all the more festive as not fewer than three freshly crowned Olympic champions descended onto court. And I'm talking here, of course, about Jastrzębiec. Trevor Klevno on the outside, Benjamin Tenuti, Genius Setter and Stefan Boyer as opposite. Lublin was facing an all the more difficult challenge as their biggest gun, Wojciech Wodarczyk, was absent due to a muscle problem. As the team of Jastrzębia were not particularly keen on playing, um, the score was close in the beginning of the opening set, which certainly fueled the enthusiasm of the fans in the stands. But Jastrzębia managed to keep their calm despite a not-so-perfect game, mostly thanks to uh, excellent Tomasz Fornal, who showed some technical mastery in this game. As the guests had their problems, Lublin managed to win the third set, thus writing history by winning the very first set in Plus Liga. Eventually, they lost 3-1, but certainly showed that they are here to stay. Later this day, it was all eyes on stripes. I'm talking here, of course, about Resovia Rzeszów, who traditionally plays in a striped kit. After they did some serious shopping uh, this season, bringing, among others, Sam Dero from Dynamo Moscow and Zaksas Kochanowski and Zatorski, everyone was going to watch them closely. Some to see them crush their opponents and some to see them fail, like they did in previous seasons after they ranked 13th and 5th in the last two seasons. But it was enough to score three points as the rivals, as it is Austin, had even bigger problems. First of all, they are sent into exile to host their opponents in Iwawa, a town located some 74 kilometers from Austin, for the entire season, as their historic arena, Uraya, is undergoing a dire refurbishment and was recently nearly wholly demolished. But the contractor overseeing the works assures that everything is going to plan. Much like their arena, the team of Austin have undergone a serious overhaul and has added two up-and-coming Americans, Taylor Avril in the middle and Tori DeFico on the outside, as well as Mesam Salehi, a very talented Iranian. 
The three wingers are going to play under a young gun setter, Jan Firle, who joins after a good season in Katowice. But this is not a well-old machine yet, and that is reflected in the result, as they didn't even manage to win one set in this game. The next game of the season brought a derby of the Opolskie region and one of Lee's all-time classics, as some three decades ago, Stalnysa was a national powerhouse luring the best talent in Poland. Their games against Zaksa were actual regional wars. Today it's a revived memory since Nysa came back to the Supreme Division last season, but it is usually no longer as emotional as it used to be as last year's Champions League winner is on a completely different planet than last year's rookie. The big question was how much of Zaksa is left after they lost Jakub Kochanowski in the middle, Paweł Zatorski, Great Libro and Benjamin Tenuti. On the other hand, they managed to keep Semenyuk, Śliwka and Kaczmarek, who are now going to play under Marcin Janusz, a new setter from a younger Polish generation coming from under the wings of Michał Winiarski in Trefl Gdańsk. Zaksa has also signed Erik Szolgi to make up for the lack of Paweł Zatorski. Most notably, however, they lost Nikola Grbic, their head coach, despite signing him in December last year, only to get the Romanian Jorge Kretu, who recently coached Rosowie Rzeszów and previously Kuprum Lubin in Poland. And the very first game of the season would suggest that they have indeed lost some of their Zaxa factor, simply because they let their opponents take the lead at times, which would be unimaginable last season. As for Nissa, it's their sophomore year, so it will be interesting to see if this one is more difficult than the previous one, where they ranked 13th, thus saving themselves from relegation. And American fans will be especially interested to watch their national team contender Mitchell Stahl in the middle. It was a very nicely fought game by Nyssa, though, up until they were inundated by simple mistakes, which resulted in their losing 0-3 on home ground. But the Game of the Week title was arguably stolen by the teams of Warta Zawiercie and Szlepsk Suwałki. Although we didn't get to see a tiebreak in this confrontation, the team of Suwałki really stood up to the rather favoured Zawiercie. As the Suwałki team did not introduce major changes to the team, which is still coached by Andrzej Kowal, and managed to keep Bołądź, Takwam and Twoniga, all eyes were on Zawiercie, who were perhaps the kings of this year's transfer market. Not only did they manage to sign Facundo Conte, who later won the bronze with Argentina in Tokyo, but first and foremost, they got themselves quite a shiny star, the one and only Uroš Kovacevic. With his very emotion-fueled play, he seems to be the perfect addition to the whole league, but also to the team of Zawiercie, who have arguably the most ardent fans in the league, self-dubbed the Jurassic Army. Despite this top-notch lineup completed by, for instance, two-time world champion David Konarski or Portugal's gem, the setter Miguel Tavares, Zawiercie had a tough league opener against Zuwałki in what was a classic Plusliga game with plot twists, lower-stake team, biting the giant and lots of amazing rallies. All in all, Zawiercie finally managed to delight their fans with a 3-1 win in the bag. Quick move from Zawiercie to another Silesia-based team, GKS Katowice, where the kings of tiebreak have done it again. 
Katowice probably wear this title after they played no less than eight tiebreaks in the last regular season and as much as 10 in season 1920. And they were especially keen to prolong the games to the extreme when playing at home. And it was exactly the case this time as well, as Katowice were facing a favorite team of Trefl Gdańsk, led by the talented young coach and successful ex-national Michał Winiarski. The volleyball section of Gieksa, Gieks Katowice, as it is often called by its fans, has to compete with more popular football and hockey sections and usually looks for value-for-money types of players. This year, however, they managed to get one of the coolest signings this season. And I'm talking here about Maika Ma, who is going pro with Katowice after some academic success in the US. On paper, this is Katowice's setter, but he also played as an outside hitter. And he might be a tremendous asset to the team if the coronavirus strikes again. As both teams are known for playing with their hearts open, it was quite surprising to watch a rather lackluster performance by Gdańsk in the first two sets. It's enough to say that their best player was Patrick Waba, who subbed in, thus making his debut in Plus Liga at the age of 30 after playing only in lower divisions before. Katowice prevailed mostly thanks to an ever-younger Jakub Jaros, their opposite, and the up-and-coming Jakub Szymański on the outside, who were all well-served by Maika Ma, the MVP of the game, in his very debut. It was euphoria in Katowice and quite a head-scratcher for Gdańsk after a disappointing first game. Later this Sunday, we moved to Radom for another derby, derby of the Mazowsze region, which opened with a touching scene as all members and fans of the club from Radom were seen sporting special t-shirts with a sign Ostry, get well soon. This was directed at their captain, middle blocker Adam Ostrowski, who after a serious knee injury will miss the season. The Warsaw team this year, under the name of Projekt, which simply means project, have not announced their main sponsor for the season yet. Despite this turbulence though, Warsaw is among a few teams that managed to keep the core of the players from last season with Novakowski in the middle, Kvolek and Grobelny as outsides, Wojtaszek as Libro and Vrona another middle blocker, led by not less furious than before, Andrea Anastasi from Italy. Which is why the main focus went to Radom, uh, Czarni Radom, as they have rather revolutionized their roster, handpicked by the new coach very charismatic Jakub Bednaruk, who coached MKS Benzin relegated last season. He came to an international prominence when he was filling in for Vital Heinen in Chicago VNL finals in 2019 and came home with a bronze medal. Warsaw has secured a clear 3-0 win after an unconvincing play by Radom, who simply did not seem ready to compete in this opener, which was especially visible in suboptimal service performance, which is very painful in a home game. It was Jakub Bednaruk's 20th consecutive defeat in Plus Liga after he coached not only MKS Benzin, but also the previous relegated team Wisła Bydgoszcz. Is there more to come? We shall only learn next week. And last but not least, we're moving west-south to a game that might be of particular interest to you if you come from Japan or follow Japanese volleyball. Why? Because after Taichiro Koga, this season of Plus Liga welcomes the very second Japanese player in the league. And I'm talking here about Masahiro Sekita, who joins Kuprum Lubin as their new setter. With only 1.75 centimeters in height, he's poised to stare some trouble on the net 
as he is known for his unconventional play. It is certainly a very good move by Kuprum Lubin, who with their debuting team's Libero 10's head coach Paweł Rusek, are in for a difficult season. But they definitely stand a chance, especially after what they showed in their confrontation against Skrawel Hatów on home court, nearing a tiebreak and at least a point in the opening game. But as they didn't manage to prolong the game, after the first four set, the team of Skra began this year's campaign with three points to a big relief of their fans, who were certainly concerned about the performance of their club, after Taylor Sander simply failed to show up in Mahatov, which had the club sign Dick Coy in the very last minute. Luckily, they have a very powerful leader in Alexander Atanasievich, who after a few years is coming back to Bohatov where he jump-started his career and now wants to write a second chapter with Skra. This is it for today, but stay tuned as Match Week 2 begins already this Friday and as the season unfolds, you will only get more storylines, more context and more Plus Liga highlights.